Hello, hello, everybody. Mexico uh, in the final against Panama. The game just ended over here in Las Vegas. 3-0, Mexico beating Jamaica and USA shockingly losing to Panama on penalties. We're going to get going here on Twitter, live spaces, and on YouTube. So feel free to join us. We have my good friend Joel on the panel tonight. Joel, how we doing? Really good, Jaime. I'm doing good. Um, I got to see both of the games. Oh, wow, man. You actually caught it for once. Do they, do they nap? Um, lots of commercials. But yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw the second half of the U.S. Panama um, and the penalties. Pretty good. It was pretty exciting. And then I missed the first half of the next game. I caught and I missed all of the goals. <laughs> I missed all of the goals, dude. Uh, I I came out of the phone to, to get on this and next thing I know it's three zero. So I missed I missed that third goal to get ready for the pod. Yeah. Um, but are we are we live now? We are live on Twitter Spaces and also live on okay. YouTube. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I just, I think the whole, um, I'm curious. I know it's going to get ignored, but I want to see if the press mentions anything about these European-based players. Oh, really? Because, you know, that's always the narrative, right? And especially, especially this past World Cup where um, that was the whole thing about all the, all the teams. Mm -hmm. They got the furthest, have the most players in Europe. And so that's like, that's the thing to do, have your squad. And so Jamaica had what, 16 players? How, how many um, in the Premier League? I don't know about 16. I think six. But majority, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. I, I did, Wait a minute. I did I mean. catch Osvaldo Sanchez mentioning it on the broadcast. Um, that oh you know they 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 definitely hyped up this Jamaica squad because you know the majority of the players play in Europe and all that. I know. Yeah. I had a, yeah. I had a what? Okay. Yeah. So like uh, Antonio plays for West Ham. You have Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey. Pay, I think he plays for our. Um, was it Austin Villa last time I checked? Yeah, Austin Villa. I mean, yeah, these players are all over Europe. and uh, I downloaded a picture and can't find it. I see. And it had, like, it had, like, all the teams. But here, let's, let's check. Um, yeah, what I will say for those who didn't watch the match, the you know, Mexico started off with a bang. Andy Martin scored within a minute or two to start the match. And then that signature Luis Chavez free kick goal around the half hour mark reminded me uh, a, a lot of that Saudi Arabia match in the World Cup. And then the icing on the cake, El Piojo Alvarado scores in, in stoppage time 3-0. So they played very well. They played very convincingly. 
obviously you know they had that speed bump uh against Qatar but after that I mean Mexico's been really like the best team in the tournament I was actually really really disappointed by Jamaica's output today they just you know I think the early goal just did them did them in but I you know this is a team that I thought was gonna bring a little bit more competition and really challenge Jimmy and it, it just wasn't it and now we go into a, we go into a final against Panama. I'm like, bro, just give us the trophy now, man. Let's just save everyone the fucking. Dude, come on. <laughs> the Panamanians that that took the Mex youth team to the cleaners in uh, Toulon. Yeah, that's different, man. That's those are youth. <laughs> okay. Those are those are youth tournaments, dog. They are, but I mean, it's testament that they've been working. You know. They've been. Uh, we beat them like a couple weeks. To World Cups. You don't even have to look that far, bro. We beat them a month ago in the in the third place match for Nations League. Yeah, but that was a month ago, Jaime. Yeah. I mean, just because you beat a team that's in, you know, that's I mean you're always gonna beat them. I mean, I'm Mex, Mex. Obviously, they're still favorites. Uh, yeah. But I'm not gonna make the whole mistake of it's a final you know they're gonna be they're gonna be very motivated and here's jamaica um they have wolverhampton wanderers luton town brentford portsmouth aston villa that's five preston north end Fulham, everton reading Swan, say a city. Oh, but that's not England. That's uh, right? Swansea is uh, in Wales, know. but it, it yeah, it's in Wales. But it is uh, part West of Ham. it is part of the um, English. Okay, so I lost my count, but we're between ten and eleven. Salford City and Barnsley. Yeah, so you mentioned a lot of teams. Some of them are in the Prem, and some of them are in the Championship, but they're all definitely in the UK. But that's, you know, that's been the whole. And, and these are the two teams that lost today are teams of players with majority squad in Europe. Yeah. Pan Panama's pretty modest team. They, they got a couple in Liga MX. You're going to have a, you know, strong Liga MX presence here in the final. Well, you, you've been dying to jump in on that, haven't you? Yes, I have, sir. <laughs> Every time I can, I will. <laughs> uh, welcome aboard, Colo. But um, thanks, sir. Do we have to? Because I mean, I, I feel like the media will always ignore ignore something. Like, okay, if they're gonna push that narrative hard. If if you know, if it had been the U.S. going to the final, they would be. That would be a talking point. Oh well, you know, it's a C team, but look how many players are in Europe. Obviously, it's because of that. And when they get when they get left on the way, it sort of gets ignored. It gets uh, like a, you know, it, you know, it's just a fumble. And I was saying with Jamaica, I was expecting a harder fight too. Um, and Mex just woke up and took him to the cleaners. Um, and again, this was a team with a lot of players and playing in superior leagues, man. And you know, a lot of these 
Euro fanboys would even prefer a Mex player to be in the championship than in Liga MX. Oh, 100%. So it's like, okay, so three, what's the excuse there, you know? That team just got, you know, they should have taken Mexico to the penalties or, or had Mexico against the courts, but against the ropes, I should say. But uh, not at all, man. This bunch of Liga MX scrubs are pretty much already favorites right now. Jaime, are you... Are you, um, you're still undecided? I'm actually literally trying to log in as we speak to see if we can, <laughs> yeah. They just uh, emailed us for, uh, you know, you can actually already apply. So, yeah, I, I've decided I'm going to, I'm going to obviously apply and see if we can get into the match on Sunday. As far as, you know, oh, you know, your being in Europe makes you better. I think the biggest challenge for a team like Jamaica is, you know, how often do they play with each other? You know, I think that's the question. Like, yeah, you might have great individual skill. Like Leon Bailey is obviously a great player. Antonio's definitely deadly. But once, you know, how often are they all, you know, together? And I think that's the, the cohesiveness is definitely the difference, you know? I, mean, I, I think, I think another, another thing too is, based on a bunch of the names that, that Joel dropped, a lot of these guys were like the Diego Lainez of, of, of the Jamaican team, man, just kind of playing on, you know, mediocre uh, European clubs. Right? <laughs> right? If they're starters or not. And, yeah. and I'm not, you know, in, in any way defending them or anything like that because, you know, I, I too have kind of, uh, I started... Uh, Riding the 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 Joel uh, Hoel bandwagon a, a couple years back, <laughs> um, just because again after seeing everything that's happened over the last so many years, I, I think you know when we've been the strongest is when uh, it is a uh, I guess a backbone of, of uh, players yes. from uh, from from the local league, right? And and you and you. And you have some sprinkles of, of, of European players. I mean, you you have, you know, right now Henry Martin's starting over uh, Santi, which, you know, in watching it a little right now, Henry Henry's a hot hand, and uh, Santi Santi can can, you know, learn a little something from this, right? What's that? Santi seems to have a easier time scoring in. In Europe, in the Dutch league, than than in the Gok. <laughs> right, and when it be, it's because of the open style of play there in the Netherlands, right? So he's got he's got to he's got to learn how to play this this kind of rough and tumble uh, Concacaf tournament, right? So uh, you had Vasquez, uh, who's played a little bit better under Jimmy uh, Orbelin, who I thought uh, I think has been a, a pretty damn good player for the national team. He's looked good. Yeah, and then you know little sprinkles of this and that, but it it's working out okay. They seem to be gelling at the right time. Um, yeah, the Qatar match was, was, was bad, but again, he made, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy made changes during that game and started a couple players that, you know, maybe aren't quite ready to start against some of these, you know, rough and tumble teams, man. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, we go back in history and uh, a Mexican base, uh, has has tended to do better than the uh, 
than a European backbone for Mexico. What yeah, I, and, and what I know, will say real quick well, is the team looks a lot different under Lozano versus Coca. I mean, this is, even though it's the same squad, man, you can just tell that this team wants it more and they're bought into whatever Jimmy's selling them. So just wanted to point that out real quick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're very relaxed. It's the thing. What, what, whatever True. issues they had with Coca, they, they've, you know, their, 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 their anus isn't puckering anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> but just the things you guys were saying, uh, I mean, first you said the Jamaican players, uh, you know, how often do they play together? And then, um, talking about you know the backbone of the team and that that's one of the pluses of when you have you know a, a good strong league and and your players get to play together like when you have all the Cuba guys you know that ended up going to the national team and those guys knew each other because they spent years playing together the masas the salsidos the morales swaldos you know they they knew they knew each other like the back of their hand, and and that's one common thing you see with the majority of World Cup champions. You'll see these their squad is made by players that that are like in the same team. Like Spain had majority Madrid Barcelona players. Uh, Italy had players from Juventus Milan, you know, and and you could go down the list like that. And it's throughout the years, and that's been bit of a comment. So I mean I'm I'm not against like going abroad. I'm just I'm just pointing out because <laughs> it's not a given and it's not gonna automatically make you better. And and even Ron has said we've been seeing this in CONCACAF for years when teams like Canada, Jamaica, Canada, uh, US have had majority of Euro players and none of them have been able to dominate the region the way Mexico has. They'll win, like they'll win a tournament. I've yet to see them win a tournament where it's like in the final they win like four zero, five zero, the way Mexico has. Uh, maybe they'll finish first in the World Cup qualifying, but again, it's never been like as dominant as Mexico has been, who's able to maintain the dominance for longer periods of time, as opposed to like just one tournament. I have a question. When's the last time we had a champion that wasn't Mexico or USA? For the Gold Cup? Yes. Costa Rica, no? Uh, no. It was Canada. What, Canada. They beat what Col- year? They beat Colombia. They beat Colombia. So, um, I, damn. <laughs> so, 2001, was it? 2001? Very close. Very close. Very close. Two thousand. Two thousand. Damn, I was off by a year. So okay. it's been twenty-three years <laughs> since someone other than Mexico or USA has won it. Yeah. And it's actually the last time there was an opportunity for a country other than Mexico and USA to win it. So twenty-three years, man. Panama has yeah. a chance to to get in there. And make history because the last well, editions since twenty since two thousand since Canada Colombia it's been USA Mexico isn't that nuts? I know Jamaica played Mexico a few years back in a final. Was it, was it around yeah was it in the final? Yeah, that was the final. Beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. there you go. So it's like around what, 15, oh, really? 20, 2015? 
Yeah, he ended up punching Mart- Martinoli after that game. At the airport, oh, yeah, at the airport. <laughs> well, but, uh, I went off a sketchy off website, so they lost all credibility right now. <laughs> hey, man, I did want to point out something. I know the uh, you, you call. I think you're kind of calling the uh, the game versus Panama cupcake match, right? In the past, uh, Panama's With given me? Mexico some fits. Yeah. No, no, I, I never called it. I just said makes our favorites. I, I, I'm, the one, just, I'm the one that just said. Just give us the trophy. Just give us the He's trophy already. already. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. the trophy. But, but no, I'm more on board with you. Uh, I'm bored with you, Paulo. We got to yeah, stop yeah. building these fuckers up like they're fucking dude. No, no, no. We cannot put the happening. we cannot put yeah. the pussy on a pedestal, bro. It's Panama, dog. No, Panama. Dude. We're no, over no, here. No, no, no. Historically they've been good, but right now have you seen the performance in this tournament? El pinche partido flojo que jugaron contra los Estados Unidos. Dude, they're not that strong. All right? Like yeah, historically they're great. We've been great historically, but right now we're not there. Uh, Ardidas, they are Ardidas, there. What happens to Mexico when they play Brazil? When they play who? Oh, yeah, that is what, Panama, that's, that's Panama when they play Max, man. They, that's like their... That's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they consider their rivals in the region, even though mm. we don't know about it. <laughs> if you no, asked them, they would... Who would you say... I is, consider Panama one of our rivals in the region. I mean, that's every country in Central America, dog. No, but some some are like they play each other more often. I know they do, but look, the Panamanians man. have a better chance of beating us in baseball than they do in this final. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, really quickly, I, let me. I, I, I warned. I warned you. I, I said, remember, because I said. You're gonna have a match, or Max is just gonna, you know, just things are just gonna come out right. We saw it against Qatar because yeah, they dominated. Qatar- they, they had a lot of scoring chances, and they win. Qatar had a, a very good coach who who did the Morocco move. You know, uh, we have a lot of comments on YouTube. Want to address them really quickly? Bill Whiteman said, "Not gonna lie, I thought Jamaica was gonna be rough." And uh, Disco Fever says, Joel with the Televisa talking points. That check must have that check must have come in early today. You sure um, that's not Ricardo's burner account? And then we have I think it is. We have Danny. Thanks, Danny, for hopping on. That's a new new one in the YouTube. He says, Jamaica has shown in the tournament that they were not the best team in the tournament. I'm talking about group stages as they were in second. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if it was that 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 initial goal in in, in you know the first two yeah. minutes or so, but but yeah. uh, they, they 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 did disappoint. Yeah, for sure absolutely. After that, and Disco Fever ends it with "Let's win this Mickey Mouse Cup." <laughs> we have Don Pastor uh, joining us today. Thanks for hopping on, Al Pastor. How we doing? Thank you, gentlemen. Hope you have a good night. It was good, you know. It's uh, the game was a lot easier than I expected. I thought this was be like the final before the final, and it was not. It was very disappointing. You, yeah, I thought the same thing too. I was looking forward to the match, and then within two minutes, we pushed their shit in, and that's it, bro. (laughs) Yeah, entramos por el junior y dijeron ay no más. Yeah, 
disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Not makes, the very makes... big black guys that uh, Ricardo. Ricardo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I I'm surprised they didn't really play to their strengths, which was the 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 aerial ball. I know um, there was a little bit of pressure towards the end of the match when we were up 2-0 and Jamaica started to put bodies up at top and they started, you know, getting corner kicks and stuff. And I'm thought, oh, you know, this is where the trouble is going to come in. But no, man, they didn't really leverage their strengths. I was I was disappointed. Jaime, you know who, who sighed a uh, sigh of relief? What's that? That Mexico, that Mexico made it over to the final. Las televisoras oh and, um, my god in CONCACAF man you, you imagine know imagine a Jamaica versus Panama final I would love to see that I would... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I was looking forward to it like yo give me something different it's the same thing as every year with the Super Bowl give me something that I haven't seen before you imagine like so far how would they feel if they found out it was a fucking Panama versus Jamaica final it looked like a bomb scare, man. <laughs> yeah, that would, they would have... have to give away those tickets for free. Yeah, they would have to go out there and just say, "Hey, free entry, man." Uh, yeah. So it is what it is. SoFi Stadium for the final. Las Vegas was the the semifinal venue. Hopefully, there was no stabbings this time. No no fights in the crowd. On, on that note, Jaime. On that note, the guy stabbed recovered. The guy doing the stabbing was caught. He's in the booty house now. That's right. Without uh, bail. parole or bail. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Or lubrication. Yeah. I will say, though, that uh, it did. It definitely made uh, the 49ers and Levi's look really, really bad. And I would not be surprised if they lose their ability to host the World Cup in 2026 because of this incident. Oh, no, we're talking about company. bad looks. If we're talking about bad looks, it also makes Concacaf look bad, and it makes Mexico, the Mexican Federation, looks bad because the Mexican Federation and Concacaf have done nothing about the issue. All they said was, "Oh, it was <clears throat> Levi's fault." Well, it was Levi's fault. This is one of those things where it's like, let's look at the jurisdiction, right? The the, the tournament is being played in the United States. Mexico will wash their hands from this and say, "Hey, these these aren't you know this wasn't in Mexico, so get fucked." Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you can still throw a warm blanket. Huh? Yeah. I wouldn't put the responsibility on the Federacion. No. I mean, yeah. worst case scenario, let's I'm say not... there's like a shooting, or there's a mass shooting, are you going to blame the Federacion? No, it comes to the security, yeah. the local authorities and everything. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's on, that's on the venue. That's on the venue. I mean, I know it's Mexican fans, but it's on the venue, right? Yeah, yeah but the venue hires a security service, and then they're the ones responsible. That is on the. I'm uh, not putting the responsibility on them. What was that elbow? The big thing. I I said that 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 that's on the venue and the organizers. So some of that falls on some as well. Now here's the thing. I'm not putting the responsibility on them. It's just a way. Arropalo. Like get close to them. Like do a show of faith. Like hey, you know what? This wasn't supposed to happen. We are here to support you. Just some fucking PR, and nothing was done about it. They're too busy uh, re-uploading uh, a video of this kid who wants to be Mexican. They, exactly it. It's just being just my mother's. Like no mommy's. Was the Jimenez? No, the <laughs> it was like the it was like a video on TikTok that went viral about, oh, okay. about the 
about the little black kid that's crying in the car because he's not Mexican. He wants to be Mexican. Yeah, the national, the national, the Mexican national team Twitter like reposted that, bro. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, not even really. Hey, get well, warm wishes. You know, I think by and prayers. So I think by acknowledging it, it shows yes, a yes, guilty conscience. Yeah, I wouldn't acknowledge. You should either. have a fucking guilty yeah. conscience. You never know. What about if he's like some gangbanger and he was true. a victim? Like he was part yeah. of the problem, and then more new, more shit comes to light. He could have started shit. You're right. It. Stay away from it. Don't. He probably had it. a knife too. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> he's like, he's like, the only thing I don't regret, the the thing I regret about incident is that I, I didn't stab him first because I I was packing too, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, for the record, that's a real Mexican move there. <laughs> what? Stabbing? I thought that was more Puerto Rican. No, no, no. Que, que me siento mal que yo no me lo chingue primero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's true, yeah. I didn't see that guy went back to work and he got bullied for getting stabbed. Like, no one's, none of the Mexicans said. <laughs> none of the Mexicans said. He's, like, bro, he's like a meme. Better. He's a meme no, at work. That there. That there's very Mexican there. He getting bullied for getting stabbed. They're like, that's being yeah. way. How you look, get stabbed at a soccer game? Like, he's what's like, wrong with you? Mira muchingo, I got stabbed in the chest. Mira muchingo. Get back to work, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit's crazy. Um, yeah, be my... So I have to ask this question because everyone's back on board with the Lambo Jimmy. Are we keeping <laughs> this guy? Is He wins the gold cup. Are they going to hand, hand the, the, the signature and contract to him? Are, are we... On this ride for the next three years, what's going on? I keep hearing rumors that it's Nacho, and that um, Vasco's gonna be involved. Sort Vasco, of a, sort of like as a he's in Mallorca, boy. He's not gonna go back to the yeah. No, but he's gonna be more like a advisor. He's gonna have like an advisory role. What? And that's what? his boy, dude. And that would make sense because that's whose boy. Nacho was not um, Basco. Nacho was with him for like eight years. Oh, at yeah, Tati, oh, uh, Osasuna. And Atletico Madrid. Oh, I don't know, and, bro. Um, and then I think they would. Jimmy already said, if they invite me, I will go. They uh, proposed that scenario. Before the part, you know, not when was this? So, well, the Jimmy thing was first when they were asking him. I think after the Qatar game, they asked him, like, if you get replaced and if you're, you know, asked to, to be there to, to be in the national team coaching, like, you know, would, would you accept? And he said, I would only accept if the coach invites me. Like, I don't want to go if that, you know. But if they need me, the coach wants me, then I would. said he would consider it. And to add about uh, Vasco, there's an interview with um, the Vasco. I think it was with Feitelson. And, uh, yes. and uh, that's where he mentioned that, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't coach the national team again if they asked him. But he would want a different role, right? And my assumption is... Like, uh, yeah, some sort of advisor, director deportivo, or something along yeah. those lines. But, but well, uh, I don't see how I don't I don't see how that could hurt. But 
What? Well, no, too many, too many. What is it? Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, bro. Just let, dude. Nacho's a no, grown ass man now. That's kind of what you have in Argentina. You know they have, uh, they have. Um, damn, what's it? I mean, only he's he's in like the head of he's like he's like behind the scenes, man. Yeah, man, but that's Menotti. Let's be honest, Vasco. World Cup from Vasco, disappointing. It's 2010 World Cup, his game against Uruguay, disappointing. I mean, oh, it's not okay, like he was that, like... Has he not had the longest career of a Mexican abroad? Yeah, in Europe, but national team is like, hey, if I want you for a club... Well, he came as a little twice, I mean... You know, I don't know. I think it was a club consultant, but Vasco is like is, a good yeah. club coach, but not a national team coach. Okay, la. when he's, when he's, he's a good doing bottom table club coach. You look at a, you know, I mean, that's not an uncommon thing to say, right? Like, we'll see how Ancelotti does in Brazil, but it's a lot different from seeing your player week, day in and day out versus, you know, only seeing them months mm-hmm. at a time. I don't think Vasco is a good national team coach. I think he's a great coach for club, but not well, for the why, national that's team. Why he doesn't, that's why he didn't want to be a coach, but who's to say he can't be a great advisor? We've already had him twice, dude. Yeah, yeah. but he's advisor now. He's Again, we're talking more along the lines of advisor or director deportivo or some sort of front office. Know. Somebody with that sort well, of experience, yeah. not only in the... Not only with the national team, but also y'all abroad. making it sound like Nacho's like not in a grown ass man. I, I would understand if it was someone like Jimmy at the helm and they asked, you know, somebody yes. with more experience to like hold his hand. But dude, but not- Nacho's not. But not, Nacho's not going to be the director deportivo. No, not right, the- wait, wait, hold on, hold on, and and, and I'm hoping uh, Donald Pastor is with me on this because he was calling for coaching to have two cycles. Because they could carry over that World Cup experience. Here we have a dude that already played two World Cups. He's gone through some shit. He's gone through some and shit. And you could take you could take him to a third one and he could be like, whoa, hold up. I've seen this movie before. You know what I mean? I've seen this movie ahead. before, and I'm gonna disagree with you. <laughs> You're asking for that though. You're kind of asking for that. And now you're no, kind of getting you know what you say, this movie no, is called. I don't like that thinking? guy. Me as a coach, I want full hands-off approach. You're talking Ricardo Pelas coming down to the dressing room, giving motivation. Oh, you think? You... I don't. I, I don't think Nacho will want that with Vasco. Like, I was said Vasco was going to do that. Another country where I can call you about like a problem, but I don't want you part of it. I don't want you there. Well, who said? But see, that's the thing. You're assuming now that he's going to be doing that. That he's going to be standing over him. Well, you're saying that and he's going to have an experience. How else is the experience going to be beneficial if he's well, not Well, if you're Nacho, because you're Nacho, I'm sure they'll they'll keep him updated. And if Nacho, uh, I mean, they're both cool, he could call him up and be like... If he's chilling in yeah. Spain, sure, be a consultant. But if he's going to be like part of the whole process, might as well just make well, him he's... a coach at that point. Which I no, would. see, because th- this is where I think you're you're going into the... into this, you know, like where we have, we have like our fixed notions of how the football works in Max. And so you're kind of seeing that as him pulling the strings and not having to do, I, I don't see it that way. I just see him, him being there and someone that you could consult with or get advice from. And I don't see how that's wrong. Uh, you had in 1994, the Brazil team 
Pereira and his, he had on the coaching staff, Lobo Zagalo. I mean, I don't know, you know dude. I, I, I think like, again, too many cooks in the kitchen. You let one guy. But, but there's a thing. He, he is the main guy. We don't the need, we don't need an advisor, dude. Yeah, I don't need no advisor. Did, did, I feel did like it were, Ralph Macho not need Mr. Miyagi to win the karate championship? Dude, we had Johan Cruyff as an advisor at Chivas. What the fuck did he do besides collect a check? Absolutely nothing. So wait, you're 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 we're comparing somebody at a club level who came to steal money to someone who was born in Mexico, has coached the team, and probably has invaluable, uh, yes, not knowledge for being a front office and and could be a front office person. He's bluntly said that he does not want to coach. Yeah, he does not want to be on the field. Uh, I just don't want to get involved on the national team. That dude's too corrupt, bro. Damn. Think about about the game that he... Dude, think about it. Look at at what he did against the United States in 2002. I'll never forget what he fucking did. And then look what he did in fucking 2010 when he brought old-ass fucking Conejo to the... Dude, his judgment is impaired. I do not trust... I do not trust Aguirre. And look at what happened to him when he was coaching Japan. They fired his ass because he was caught and he was involved with... Match fixing. I do not trust Aguirre, it went bro. To, it went to court. Nothing was found on him. That's why he's still coaching. Dude, Aguirre will sell you his fucking child for a dollar. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't trust that guy. Hey, I'm just going to say, it's not this, a coincidence the old heads are defending Aguirre. I'm just going to say. This, <laughs> this guy has gone up against a lot of coaches in Europe. Ah, who cares, dude? You, that doesn't maybe? translate to the national team. <laughs> No, it does because if you like, dude, he's had two times. He's he's had the chance to do this twice, and look at what he did absolutely fucking nothing. This is coaching, and 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 whether it's advising or you know what his advice is gonna be collect the check and fucking lose the fucking game on purpose. If you were really that type of person. When they called him up as a bombero in 2000 for the 2002 cycle and 2010 cycle, he just would have gone to collect the check and not qualified. No, he would have been guaranteed that money. You get to the the World Cup and then those those contracts are ironclad, so he could have completely failed and still gotten paid. Yep. So I think I think you guys are in on the fix too, man. Vasco's got a huge area. I, I, I think I think I think I think my my issue with this is that you're seeing him as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and why, it's like, it's not, what it's he... not like we have an overabundance of experienced people who've had experience not just in World Cups, but coaching in Europe that Look, to help advise whether it's player selection. Yes, there's Conejo and there's this guy and the other I just want to know, what kind of fucking advice will he give Nacho that he doesn't already fucking know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What exactly is he going to fucking do? When when, when I said, like, the two World Cup cycles experience, I meant, like, the core players and the coach, you know, all of that. But it's it's like saying, for example, you have, like, the same president of the La Federación as president for two World Cup cycles, you would say, the same president, he has more experience now, we should be better. Those roles, honestly, don't really have that much of an influence 
It comes down to the players and the coaches. Like, he could consult them on what players to call up, but if the coach and those players don't get along, it doesn't matter if he consults them. And, well, and better, better football countries have done this and succeeded. Well, we're not one of those countries, Just, and we don't have those type of fucking well, that's personas. Why, with, with people like, like you, Pastor, no, no, we're never going to... No, this is the thing. We're not saying <laughs> no to the idea. A consultant would be great. Well, we're saying dude. no to Vasco. I just don't, yeah, like, dude. Who, who else do you have? You're gonna ask him advice dude, on like, where's the best place to get the hookers. What, what, you know? That's oh, the kind of dude, advice. On, man, what, no. what kind of, what kind of shit are you gonna get from Bosco, bro? Absolutely fucking nothing that Nacho already doesn't know. Who's the most successful no, that, that's gone out to Europe? Uh, that's Mexican. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, who's his, who's his competition? Oh, yeah, in Europe, in Europe. He really who's have one. Who's, who's qualified? Who's qualified? No, Hugo Sanchez coached out there, uh, and and so did. Uh, well, I, I guess we, he's not really Mexican, but I rather I have I rather have Hugo Sanchez as an advisor than Vasco, and that's how bad that's how that's how much I I respect Hugo and how much I don't respect Vasco. And, and see, this is this is where and I'm, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan Hugo. of. What's that? I say no, mames, güey. Con Hugo, ¿para qué? Para que pongan los, los videos of his goals. So he can... He He's can like, put... yo fui el pichichi, yo era el más cabrón. I would, I that. would like he that, too. He, he can put his chilenas on a, on a, on a, a, a loop. I would okay. watch that, too, if you were. So my, my thing is, I, I'm, and again, I'm not a fan of Hugo, but... And I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts. Uh, that's the... Uh, people like Piojo get a second chance... And Hugo, Hugo really hasn't. So I'd much rather see Hugo on the field than uh, than in the front office. Disco, yeah, 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 says all Vasco is gonna do is advise Nacho to have one of the two worst Mexican goalkeepers in Mexican history play. I rather we get coached <laughs> by the fake Sven Goran Eriksson than Vasco. <laughs> Oh man! I love that video, man. <laughs> yeah, all I know is, look, let Jimmy cook. I think that the team is bought into whatever he's he's doing. The team's work. It, this is working right now. Like, why change it, man? Why? Don't get That's another Don't good What happened? What happened? I think we're. Uh, if you want to go first, or you want me to go first. I'll just do it really quick. If the rumors are true, is that uh, Vasco's been in close contact with the new uh, dude? I keep forgetting the name, the ball guy, the one that came in and laid down the law with Juan Carlos. Selección, La Bomba. Yeah, that, that he's been, that's who's been consulting him, and that he could have been the one that had told him to put Jimmy there. Yeah, my, and my thing is this. So, Ron, after the Qatar loss, I think Ron asked me if I still felt comfortable about letting a coach coach through this World Cup and into the other cycle. Uh, and I and I said, at this point, I really don't care who who they put in. Right now, Jimmy seems to have the players' attention, so let him let him coach into this cycle and let him start the next one. Let's see what happens if we have, you know, six to seven consistent years of one coach. Let's see if we can get the, a group to gel well enough to give us a, a good deep run. I don't think it's going to happen just based on his own words. He said that 
he was told it was for the Gold Cup, and he was told that nothing about anything beyond that, mm-hmm. and that he's aware that he's just a coach with his Gold Cup and nothing else. Mm-hmm. If you know, which, he's is given, unfor- which is yeah, unfortunate. Given a chance, he might like you know he'll he'll win it, but he knows that he shouldn't have his hopes up. Basically, hey, is what he tried to give. You know what I've never, I, you know what I've never understood is like why don't they arrest the players what they want? You don't want to give those bums that control. They be tendiendo la cama every six months. Yes, that's it. Yes, exactly. That's how we ended up with an interim coach as opposed to somebody permanent. Who, nobody asked for Coca, bro. I'm just Mexico saying. Mexico was pissed when they announced Coca. Well, I mean, you didn't have a team when he got put. Like, if I'm, you, if I'm you, the player. You players, didn't have a squad when they named him. It's, it was supposed to be. This guy was brought in to rebuild the team and he was never really given a shot because the players didn't like him so yeah, i I, I think you guys yeah. i think you guys underestimate the influence of the players i if if i'm a player and look like they know jimmy a lot of these guys were at the olympics it's in their best interest to be like hey you know i know you guys are thinking about like replacing jimmy but we all like jimmy we're bought into his shit just let him coach yeah, but the players are pansies, though. I mean, <laughs> no, for real. Like, after the World Cup, players like Luis Chavez come out and say that against the game with Argentina, they had no idea what Tata wanted, like what his game plan, what his tactics. Like, they were out there confused as hell as the game plan. And I'm like, if you guys clearly felt the same way in the during the run-up to the game, development of the game. Why don't you have the balls to, like, take, matters into your own hands and mm. call them out and raise your hand and say, what the hell do you yes. want? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if they weren't able to do it in a critical moment when your country's in the World Cup, they're not going to raise their voice about coaching staff. So that's what I mean by them being Agreed. pansies. Agreed, Alpo, yeah. We got a bunch Agreed. of <laughs> Yeah, no it, 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 and, and that's actually yeah. a question I wanted to ask you guys. Um, I had to ask this like in the Chivas Discord. Uh, you know, back in the day for me, like, tuning into a Mexico game, I'd be excited because there were players I wanted to see on that roster. You know, whether it was, like, Prime Bella, Chicharito, Rafa Marquez, Guatemo Blanco, like, whatever era it was, there's always, like, players I wanted to see. And then on this current, like, Mexican national team, there's, like, the, I feel that way about, like, Tecatito and Chucky, who are, like, obviously not on the team. But on the players, on this World Cup roster, not World Cup, Gold World Cup roster, on this Gold Cup roster, is there any players that, like, you're like, wow? Because me, personally, I have more fun watching Alan Mosso, Pocho Guzman, and, like, guys at Chivas than this whole Mexican team combined. Like, there's just no motivation for me to want to watch the national team. There's typically a poster boy, but you know, this has not been, there hasn't been one for this, uh, this run. Whoa. Y'all bad mouthing Santi. Come on guys. Santi's not a starter. He's not, he's not starting. Yeah, I know, but like, like he's I'm the, the I'm one that I'm watching. He's our development for the future. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. He plays. They put him like a yeah. this B lineup, and then I'm I'm saying like, am I really motivated to turn on the game and watch Jorge Sanchez, Gallardo, uh, Antuna, Romo. Henry Martin? Not even really. My buddy, he's an America fan, and he said he'd rather watch Diego Valdez and Fildago play than any of the Mexican midfielders. 
I, I will say this Gold Cup run, there's definitely been, like, the again, the poster boy has been missing. I think uh, the the casual fans that are showing up to the match, the ones that get the most scream is is obviously Ochoa. I, I, outside of that, it's probably going to be, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? I, I uh, Linus, for some reason. Linus got a lot of cheers when he came on this, but he's a, he's on the bench. So yeah, it's weird. Orbelin should should not get him. It's one of those players that they do a lot, and they just don't seem to get enough. Orbelin. Orbelin deserves his flowers. He he's been playing really well, and yeah, I, I agree. He definitely deserves his flowers. I guess he's just not marketable because he's he's dark. No, some <laughs> no some, some players just like charisma. Because I mean, Campos Campos had a lot of charisma, dude. Is he I feeling like really more as a club level player than national team? He's not an A national A roster player to me yet. Not national team. Club level. Well, I, mean, he, he's, I do think he's there. I just he hasn't had much of a chance. Yeah, because there was a little bit of time when under Tata he was balling out. In Cruz Azul, he was balling out. Now we lost him a little bit because he went to Greece, and now he's building back up. But he's still coming. He's still been performing. He, wait, Las Pinchas Celebraciones están con Madrid. No, he balls out of every club he's been. Uh, if Celta would have given him a chance, I think he would have done well at La Liga. Speaking of Greece, yeah. Rodolfo Pizarro is uh, was told to kick rocks from Tata Martino, and it sounds like he will be joining the cause over there in Greece with Matia uh, Este Almeida. Hey, well, he wasn't lying when he said it was easier to go to Europe from MLS than Liga Mekis. <laughs> Time for them right. You know, we we actually had Liga Mekis, and we are gonna have we're gonna continue to have Liga Mekis action during this Gold Cup, and uh, we had some interesting results. I know uh, Toluca got their shit over Cruz Azul, and uh, yeah, Cruz Azul not off to the best start, are they? Last place. Last place. You know what? We're just doing an America, okay? We're just going to do a deep run from the back. I mean, the whole thing. Oh, I hear an echo. I hear an echo. Joel, I think that's you. Joel, I think that's you. See, wait, but the internet is still fucking up. Yeah, I put him on mute. Go ahead now. Yeah, I was just say like, Duca, man. It's like now working out. Like, what is he doing? He brought like Salcedo. Now he's signed uh, Duenas from Tigres. Uh, now apparently he wants to bring Marco Fabian. It's like if I was a Cruz Azul fan, I'd be like, oh man, are you? What are you doing? Like, where are you bringing all these like has-beens from like five years ago? Yeah, man. I think Cruz Azul not off to the best start. They're definitely gonna appreciate this break for League's Cup. And you know who's doing really well right now? Guadalajara. 
Guadalajara on fire had another victory, six out of six points. And the name that keeps popping up, Jonathan Yael Padilla Sandoval scoring his second goal. And a very exciting, promising player from Chivas. Mbappe Mexicano. Oh, God, stop it. This is the problem, man. We hype these kids up. He's only 17. And uh, I was sitting here earlier in the group chat this week. It's like, you know, the problem is these debuts carry so much weight because of the lack of, 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 of debuts that we're doing, right? Like, if every team was debuting, like, I don't know, three of these kids every season, we, we wouldn't be able to keep up with them, and, 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 and we wouldn't have to put that much pressure on them. But, you know, you, you score two goals, and all of a sudden, dude, they're going to start calling your name for the Selección. And then when you don't rise to the occasion or the pressure gets to you, that's when, you know, you're discarded and, and you go back to obscurity. So I don't think that's fair to put that kind of pressure on a, on a kid. But at the same pressure, time, man. most teams don't play with their hands tied behind their back like the way Chivas does, where you have to play Mexican players. We can afford to bring in extranjeros. Not just that, we have the money to bring in extranjeros, unlike you guys. <clears throat> yeah, but what kind of quality are you guys bringing? I mean, especially Cruz Azul has been historically really bad at signing some players that just terrible don't pan Bro, that's out. Billy Alvarez. That's why there's like a fucking arrest warrant for him out in Mexico. This dude was bringing out the trash from like. You guys are better playing your youth team. Yeah, for real, man. But uh, Chiro's off to a great start. They beat San Luis. Angel Saldivar was, uh, he lost his fucking head and got a red card and put San Luis at a, at a deficit very early into the match. And uh, they played tomorrow against Necaxa. So potentially Chivas could be nine out of nine points heading into League's Cup. Great start to the preseason because I still consider these three games preseason. So you have that month break. Like you you hit the ground running, then that month break might throw you off, and then you come back to like shambles. You don't know what injuries might be looming around the corner. You know, if you get knocked out early, then you're out with official games for two, three weeks. Just not a fan of this setup. They should just start a League's Cup early, and then Dunleague got Mekki start like late August. Yeah, they should have definitely flipped it the other way. And what happened to America? They didn't even play against Querétaro last weekend. Uh, I was actually really confused about that. Was it just like the field was not? Field wasn't up to their standards. You know, America. You know, I'm going to let Ricardo take this one. Because I've heard a couple things, but I want to see what Ricardo's insider info tells us. He goes ghost when his team doesn't win. <laughs> well, doesn't the big win, thing is... It's the fact that Allison got injured. Allison se lastimó, so no tienen porteros. Querétaro no tiene ningún solo puto portero. That's that's why they're saying that the game truly was delayed. That way they can try to like scramble and try to figure out what they're going to do in that position, at least for another week. Y pues a huevo le echaron la culpa al terreno, which we all know can just be painted over and it's fine. The field looked fine. It's just the fact that I had those shitty, nasty brown patches all over the place. But guess what? You're in Mexico, right? That's what the grass naturally does down there. Was, so, the, was the match supposed to be in um, where? In Querétaro. Oh, I see, I see. 
Yeah, so Querétaro doesn't have a goalie. They they're on they don't even have refuerzos, so they just canceled the match and on the football campo. You know, I have a question. If a team is unable to, you know, like let's say they had field issues, like should they be punished for that? Because I feel like they should. They should. I feel like they should. It was at the last, the same thing last tournament, I believe. Their field wasn't ready or something. Mm-hmm. So they had to postpone. Querétaro did it last year, too. I'm like, it's embarrassing for the league. Like, man, we're not, with all my re- respect to our Malaysian listeners, we're not a random league in Malaysia, man. Like, you're, you're, you're a league in North America that it's like a multi-billion dollar business. Like, you want to claim to be one of the top ten leagues in the world. How the hell are you canceling games? Because the grass isn't good enough. The field isn't good enough. It's a joke. It's embarrassing. Yeah, look at Luton Town, right? Like, they're joining the Prem League, and, like, their stadium is in the middle of, like, flats and, like, houses. In fact, you have to go through, like, a house to get to the state. It's, like, crazy. And, like, they're able to, like, you know, host it's like 46 matches in the in the championship, right? So they're able to do that week in and week out, like, Team in Querétaro can't do that. Can't, it's it's a joke, bro. Um, they should yeah, they should get I mean, punished for that. Querétaro should be just be like set packing because their stadium was closed for a year, and then they had to delay their opening because the fan ID or whatever wasn't ready. So they postponed that issues. match, and now they have this issue with the field. They're like consistently having issues, and then like, you could tell like who's ever in charge. They don't even want to put any money into it. And the, like, just fight, get rid of it. the fight that they had against Atlas fans, I mean, that was ugly too, right? So, this is yeah, like... give it Atlante, man. Just take a vote. Atlante apparently is the only team in Expansion that's ready to be promoted. And you have teams like Querétaro just being bums. Just tell, like force the move. Like, you know, when um, yeah, that uh, NBA owner like say something racist and they force them to sell, <laughs> do the same damn thing. I'd be like, you're gonna sell to Atlante yeah. and Atlante is gonna move up and you're done, you're out of here. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, what happened to Leones Negros? Why did they lose their their um their ability to? Because I, I think like last season it was Atlanta and Leones Negros that were eligible to like play in the first division if they wanted to, and I don't know what Leones Negros did this season that they lost it. I think theirs was on the administrator side. You know what I mean? Like administrative requirements, stadium requirements, things oh, like that. Oh, okay, okay, and okay. I think theirs was on the administrative side that they were still trying to fix real quick and get back into it. I see. Hey, man. Well, look, I'm not trying to get um, – uh, what's, what's the word? I'm not trying to get my hopes up with Chivas, but they definitely look really, really good in these first two matches. And, you know, the pundits are already saying that they're – Favor, not favorites, but they're one of the contenders to return to the final. I, I definitely agree with that, but this is Liga Mekis, and I know that with consistency, that's probably the toughest thing, and obviously like taking a break and, and doing League's Cup and then having to come back, I mean, you just don't know if you'll have that same rhythm uh, coming back into the regular season. Chivas is the best team in the world. When they play a man against a team with a man down, <laughs> it's like it's like a Brazil two thousand two. That's a lie. We played San Luis last tournament. They got a red card at the sixteenth minute, and it ended zero zero. 
we actually suck against when we have an advantage. So this result was actually surprising. Wait, did we beat you guys with the man up? Is that is that why you brought that up, Ricardo? Yeah. Or two, <laughs> or two men up, because Layun doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but you guys repatriated them, and you still have him on the fucking payroll. You need to get him out, my guy. He has te- Televisa ties. I don't know what's up. He probably has nude photos of someone, <laughs> or I don't know what's going on with that dipstick. But hey, I I, caught, I didn't think you guys were going to be on today because uh, it's pretty late. And uh, did you guys already talk about the about the Gold Cup game? A little bit, but I'd like to hear your take on this. Well, I caught just a little bit of what you guys were what you guys were arguing about El Vasco and come on, man, you guys were arguing about El Vasco Aguirre on the on a Wednesday night. <laughs> but typical crude bottom feeding caveman football that these teams play, man. <laughs> I don't I don't give Mexico any credit. I saw the goals, man. I mean. Yeah, they scored uh, three goals, but the team didn't look that much. They didn't wow me or anything. And your boy Andre scored, dude. What more do you yeah. want? And I see the European, the 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 Ronaldo El Fenomeno, Benzema mix, and Jimenez didn't score. That was unfortunate to see. All right, all right. hold on, hold on. I got to jump in on this one. All right. Henry's goal was a fucking mess, dude, right? Le cayó el pinche balón de pura suerte. All right? Se cagó ese pinche gol. Let's start off there. Y luego, mi pinche, mi bebote, Santi, he plays more of a false nine. All of his chances, he creates himself. That's a whole different type of player. So, yeah, sure, use him as a super sub. Pinche Henry, se queda arriba. ¿Por qué? Porque los Astro Peroses no lo deja correr. I don't understand why we can't have both on the on the pitch at the same time. Just all the style of the coaches, man. It, it's uh, they get stuff set in their ways, man. Some of them just, you know, they're not quite that dynamic, man. Where they want to, you know, mix it up a little bit. But you know, it also takes time and, and work. But again, a tournament like this would be the time to to even experiment with something like that. So at the end of the day, I really don't care about the tournament. The only well, the the the, the people who uh, who's paying his salary are the ones that care. But man, the, the, this would be a perfect time to experiment with some of the stuff because you have that team for a for a decent stretch of time, right? pretty much a month, right? So, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's it's just one of those things where where you know that's one of the things that Mexico is missing is that's a dynamic coach that can. Uh, I guess change the style of play uh, on, on the fly, right? What I'll say about you know our re- you can only beat what's in front of you, right? Ricardo, like it's not our fault that Hamaika just didn't. I don't know if they they all got high before the game. Like who knows? They're in Vegas. You never know. But you can only beat what's in front of backy. you. Yeah. So against Panama, I mean these dudes, you should have heard them. 
trying to build them up like they're a fucking worthy opponent. Um, and I was the only one that said, just give us the fucking trophy already, dude. It's Panama. Like, yeah, they might they might play with a fucking knife between their teeth, but at the end of the day, there's no way Mexico will lose this match, dude. Like, they just have... It's Jimmy. He's going to get the job done and make himself the obvious candidate to, to stay at the helm. We'll see what the Mexican Federation does uh, at the end, but... I expect this to be another another game like they did today. I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of hoping that Mexico would lose. I wanted to see how CONCACAF would they'd shit their pants with uh, these two bum-ass teams playing <laughs> in that stadium. I went, all right, so when Panama beat USA, right, that's why I tweeted that, like, it's about to be a Jamaica-Panama final, right? Like, that would be the fucking funniest shit ever. Um, but yeah, obviously like that didn't happen. It would have been funny though. I was uh, hoping for it, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like the Ron DeSantis of Mexican football. Whenever I see Mexicans celebrating, I just have like a grimace on my face. I, <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> Nasty. Oh man. Way to, way to deflect how, you know. America talk. Because didn't you guys lose your first game? To Juarez? Sure did. And uh, but and the assist by Canterano from Chivas, right? I'm, I'm surprised El Habibi didn't pick that up. Oh, Sexo Bouquet? Of course I picked it up. But that's from <laughs> two weeks ago. I was more distracted by you guys pulling the strings to get out of a match for poor field conditions while you wait for your refuerzos to come in while you give your coach an extra week to get some practice in because you guys look completely lost out there. Hey, when Televisa does, when Televisa makes a phone call, you got to answer. All right. How much you guys want to bet this guy doesn't last the whole season? America coach. Yeah. I think he's he a good coach. I'll give you one reason why he will last. Because he signed before when he was. not even the same group that started after the World Cup or that were there for the past World Cup. Cue the X Files music. <laughs> Hey, but I, I had a question for you, Chi Hermanos. Let's hear it. About the, that kid that he scored the two goals. Yeah, Isn't I... he playing in Vegas position? Well, so, Vega. that's too dang bad. Well, so, Vega, get a 10 million from him. I've been saying it for a year now. What a good... You think, you, you think uh, the... What's his name? The, the commie, the... The... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Big Ow. Nose. Uh, yeah. Arnovich? You, you think he'll sit uh, that kid and put Vega in? Well, look, bro, you're not about to have a $3 million salary on the on the bench. What I will say, though, is what a good problem to have, right? You had uh, Vega out, and this kid's like, don't worry, you know, I can, I can fill in the shoes for now. I, I would hate to see him get discarded if, you know, Vega comes back and I, I I hope there's a way that we can have them both on the on the field at the same time. 
we'll see. I, I think if the kid continues to play well, he'll get playing time. But when Vega comes back, he's not going to be in that great a shape, man. I don't, I don't know what type of physical condition he's in, but he was looking a little bit on the chunkier side, man. So he's got to get into game shape. And if this kid continues to produce, he's got to stay on the field until, until uh, Vega, Vega's ready to play. But uh, yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to see is uh, a kid get frozen out because, you know, you're bringing back somebody, right? You, you, you want to find a place for him to play and a place for him where he's productive. The other thing is this, is that, uh, you know, there were rumors of, of Chivas uh, wanting to sell Vega this 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 past offseason, right? So uh, Pauno likes to play with the youth or is known for for, for uh, playing with youth players. Yeah. I, I, I could see him sitting sitting Vega. One thing that I, I noticed with uh, Paunovic, he had it a, a, like a press conference after that game and you know, they were asking him like, Hey, like, how do you feel about like debuting a 17 year old kid? And he's like, look, man, I don't look at birth certificates. Like I myself debuted at 16. It's like, we, we don't really make age like a big deal. And we're not, you know, putting him in because, because he's 17. It's like, we're just, you know, I, he's, he's good enough to play. Like there's no other hidden agenda behind it. It's, you know, it, it reminds me of, what when you when you mentioned how you you talked to um was it Westerhoff and how like uh he like put in a player that was like really young and inexperienced yeah and he he didn't yeah under- I was he didn't understand the big deal behind it yeah you know I I got to meet him because uh I went for the um she was USA overseas and there's no media covering them. And I get there and he's training the players. And I just approached him and uh, I was asking him about that match because it was, it was an important game. It was like the last match of the season. She was needed to win uh, to get to Ligilla. I believe they were down 2-0 and playing one player less. And this guy, he needed to do a comeback. He goes to the bench and I think it was Parra. Was it Marco Parra? I, I can't remember. Short little short dude playing in the wing. And I was like, did this guy just dial in? You know? And he goes on to give the assists. I, I don't know they were down to zero or two one. Anyways, two was one. And I like I never seen something like that where a team needs to win and the coach just puts in a canterano to turn things around. You usually see them do what Vasco did at the World Cup where he he brought in uh, the old dudes, Aspe and uh, Luis Hernandez, who ended up choking. But anyway, fucking took out Ramon Morales in the first half. <laughs> oh man, fuck Aguirre, bro! I don't know uh, how the fuck you guys defend him. Wounds there, Jaime. No, <laughs> deep breath, Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't we'll forget, it's a, it's a, it's, I don't forget, bro. I don't forget. It's a breath of fresh air though to see uh, Paulo. De- uh, Debuting some some youth players, right, and letting them play. Yeah. I, forget, I forgot the name of the other guy that that's gotten some playing time. Uh, Barriga, or Barriga? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a breath of fresh air. It, it kind of does take you back a little bit to uh, 
to um, what's his face? You know, Westerhoff. Yeah, Westerhoff and and Flores uh, and and uh, Real and Real. stuff like that. Yeah, where they, they, yeah, they well, that, that was the school. Um, their codo that was pretty much the Dutch school, you know, and and Flores and so Rally both had Chivas, but all Westerhoff had come in to Chivas before he came. When he when he took the job at Chivas, he had already gone to Guadalajara, um, but more or less like do clinics for working yeah. with you. So I mean, but that was like, that was like years before he took that, and um, so that's like where they were. And when when um, what's his name, Nestor takes over the national team, and they, they put in a. That was sort of the same idea they had of having all the squads playing the same style. Excuse me. And then you could just all players and it shouldn't, you know, it didn't make much of a difference because they're all playing the exact same way. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, the, the, again, the reason with this, with this Pauno thing is, again, it's been such an important, it's been such an important thing to Chivas history, right? To debut youth players and uh let them progress with the team right become stars and uh you know that's the hope man and he's doing it fearlessly man again he put in a 17 year old to you know go take over for for one of his stars right and and he's producing i think the kid i think if i read that correctly the kid didn't even he came up from uh sub 18 right uh, Subente, I think. Was it Subente? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I, was that right? No, I feel like he skipped a, like a division there. But anyway, either way, uh, Pauno's doing it fearlessly, man, and and letting these kids, you know, earn their stripes, man. Become yeah, one, bad. Yeah, one thing I like that he said, uh, he's like the term is short. So can't find a players and score you 20 goals assist combination, but I do need somebody that doesn't do like 10 to 12 combination goals and assists. And I feel like that was kind of a dig at Vega because, you know, Vega caught a lot of heat from the fans after the tournament that he didn't turn up in like big moments and like Hierro came out and defended him and everything. But I think that's one of the reasons they were trying to offload him because they know like his injuries. And I think what the bad luck was, was that he had that injury with the national team. I, I think if he doesn't get hurt, Chivas would have offloaded him this offseason, and then they would have had no issues with it because it's kind of shown that, yes, he can be, I guess, I don't even know if a difference maker. Like, he's a dribbler. He can open you up space on the wing, but he's not going to score you a combination of 10 goals or assists. And if you can offload him for $10 million and use that $10 million to bring someone else, even as part of their salary, It'd be good because you know that's what they want. You with you sell Vega for ten million, you could give that to Carlos Vela, part of salary and free transfer, Pulido, whatever the case might be. I think they're kind of done with them, and that's why another reason this Padilla kid is playing. They have no problem not having Vega. That's why I asked that question because if that kid keeps succeeding, they're not going to be able to sell him for that much. Because they're yep. going to say, oh, you're, you're trying to sell us a bench player that this, 
Young Apocalypto Kid fat. <laughs> so why would I buy them for 10 mil if I know you're not going to use them? And, and what I like about that kid is he, he doesn't even look like he speaks Spanish. He looks like he speaks that Nahua or whatever. Like, like I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to walk on the same side of the street as that guy. Oh my God. Bro. <laughs> those are, those are the type of guys I want on the national team, man. Yeah, this is the same kid who with uh, Subi Siotro, he scored a goal. He ran to the corner flag and started twerking on it. This kid is harmless. Uh, never mind. He, wants, he said never mind. He wants Jaguar paw. That's called Morenito y la Sorabajo. Told you, but I want more of those players on the national team, man. Que le sobra barrio? Yep, hell yeah, man. I want me some, I want me some Cuauhtémocs and freaking like this this kid, man. I want, I want, I want people who, who are fearless, man. And I, I, also, I also read that. I, I, I read that up to the, even uh, uh, at, at all the lower levels, man. I think the the most this kid Padilla had scored was four goals, man, and he's already at two. It's interesting. I don't know what what they saw in him, man, but it's 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 working. Well, they they usually when they do preseasons. Or even before preseasons, they do a lot of um, inter-squadra games where they'll play. They'll mix up the, the they'll mix up like the players from the first team and bench, and you know, they'll take a lot of games like that. And so if they were they were doing that all through preseason, and they usually get a group of like ten or so of these youth, and they put him in there, and he's just he just started killing it with, with and then there's the other thing, you know, like how Pau uses him as opposed to how the other coaches have used him. And um to just hit you know, he got the golden ticket, man. I'm really liking uh Panovich more and more every day. Excited to see Start. How he uh, how he finishes this season, you know, Chivas have he a big had... has a big chip on their shoulder, right? Because they 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 choked in the final and up to zero at home. So I feel like you know Chivas have to return and and get the job done. And from what we've seen, I I think it can be it can be possibly done. And they look hungry. They look more hungry than I expected. It's like, yeah, like that like uh, upset them losing that like they won their revenge and they won it asap and uh, i know it's only two games but if you consider like the last tournament as well like making it to the final and everything i want to hear all the people of you know where two years ago three years ago that chivas cannot be successful without foreigners that if chivas doesn't get foreigners that you know they're going to disappear that they're always going to be at the bottom of the table all that it shows is what I've been saying. You need a good project. And what also helps is money. If Chivas had Tigres money, Monterrey money, where you could go and get these, like right now you want Pulido and you want Bella, you, you could easily go for them from a financial perspective. And then you also have good youth players on the come up. A, a Mexican team can be successful in the Mexican League with all Mexican players. We're not talking about going yeah. out and playing Champions League. We're playing in Premier League. We're talking about a Mexican team with Mexican players in the Mexican League. And if it's a well-run project and can be successful, and I will never understand 
white people say that it cannot be successful, but then you want the national team to be successful. You can't have both. If Chivas is going to suck in the foreign base, in the league with a lot of foreign players, then your national team is going to suck too. You can't expect the national team to be good because obviously you don't trust Mexican players at a club level. How the hell are you going to trust them at a national, international level? Because well, they're playing in Europe. That will be the, the talking point. But it's the same thing. They're playing in Europe against other foreigners. So if they can't compete in their own league against foreigners, why are they going to, when you bring them all together, why are they going to be able to compete against foreigners at international level? It doesn't make sense to me. Because they're already competing at the international level. Well, how are they already competing at the international level if you can Because they're in Europe. Up? Yeah, you can get no, but to the national team by riding the bench at Betis for five years. That's not competing no, no, but, in Europe. But their whole, yeah, but their whole premise is that they're playing day in, day out in Europe, and that's why, you know, that makes them now worthy. No, well, to me, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you say that a Mexican team in the Mexican league needs foreigners to win because Mexicans can't do it by themselves. But then you have the highest standards for your national team. It just doesn't make sense. Well, the media has the standards, not the fans. I think it's both. I think the fans expect the Mexican national team to always be competing amongst the best, you know, like top eight, like for some reason. But, but, but don't you think it's a coincidence that you're the best players Chivas had or has I'm sure you guys can pick out a few and, and uh, debunk my point, but the best players you guys have had have come from other teams playing with foreigners. Or they have... Yeah, in recent years. Yeah, well, yeah, in recent years. Like like El, El Polvo, uh, Guzman. Polvo. <laughs> when he was playing at Pachuca. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's a great... That's a fucking good one. Polvo Guzman came from out of Chivas, though. Yeah, but he, he got his, but they didn't give him a chance. Well, he got he was a uh, no. They traded him for Cota. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The whole cambio, he was getting a chance, and then uh, I guess no, he got traded. So um, damn, what's his name? Nestor did a trade. So he brought Cota and he brought a couple guys, and they wanted to buy him, and he wouldn't sell. He said he would only like trade like for Chucky. Um and then yeah, when when he get out wanted to buy pizza, that's when he, he sold them. He sold them polvos. But he's from there. And another example, and I know que ya no sirve para nada because his leg is busted, JJ Macias. When he was in Leon, he looked like he 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 looked like like the the heir apparent to the striker position. Oh yeah. He was in a chato that um Almeida was playing him. And then when Almeida left, uh, the new people they came in didn't, didn't like him or whatever and that's when he almost got erased from the team. Cardoso, man. Damn. That it was, was for that. to bring in Alexis dude. Needed to no, make room. To add to, Rica to uh, Ricardo's list, you can add, uh, and it gets a little further back, but Pizarro was one of the better players. 
And I get where you guys are getting that, but that's my point of having like combination of money and a well-run system like internally. Because those guys were good because, yes, they were surrounded by foreign players that made them better. But it doesn't mean that Mexican players don't make you better. The thing is that at that moment, look at your Mexican players. If you're a Canterano coming up through the systems and you need to compete against, I don't know, uh, Flores, Sergio Flores, uh, La Morsa for a starting spot, uh, your comp- your competition is not that high as far as you having to compete, let's say, with Guti and Pocho. So you're going to become better automatically, and if you can't compete with them, then you're not going to make it. And the, the other Canterano, maybe he'll make it, so it increases the level of the team. So that's why you need both. Yes, Vega, I'm mean, not Vega, Jota Jota looked really good at León, but it's not because they were foreigners, it's because they were better players. So if you give Mexican players better players that are Mexican too, it'll make them better as well. This kid, this Yael Padilla kid, that's one of the reasons he's doing well because he has to compete with guys like Pocho, uh, Piojo Alvarado, Vega, as opposed to competing with, uh, I don't know, whatever bums were there like three, four years ago. Just don't, run, just don't run into America this year. That's all I'm saying. No. <laughs> More like, bring it, dude. I think you're... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I was trying to find out, because I might be going to Guadalajara later this year, and I was trying to figure out where the Clásico is going to take place. Is it going to be in El Azteca? It's close, anyways. I mean, wherever it is. Last year, uh, last year, last season, I, I didn't want Chivas meeting on it, but now, I I want that matchup, dude. Because I know that they had mentioned the whole like they're doing a game at the Rose Bowl, and I kept saying like, oh, is that like a an official match or a friendly? You guys all said friendly, but I couldn't figure out if if the uh, the Super Clásicos in in El Azteca or in Zapopan this year. Hmm. They really should have done that Rose Bowl, man. Those guys are dumb for not doing that. Yeah, let me see. It's it's El Azteca. Oh, okay. September 16th. So September 16th. So it's at Chivas' uh, second home. They're home away from home. Oh. La capital is Roji Blanca. <laughs> My favorite from the Vergara era. He uh, he used to do those, those signs, what are they called, billboards. And he, he did one that says, En sonido solo nuestros huevos. Tiene la line, but it's one of my favorites. So yeah, what better reason, man? Get, get that 17-year-old to... Cement his name into the Cuba Greats right there. That, that could be his, you know. Not this year, Joel. America's got Mandingo energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it could be the matchup, though. That, this kid's Nino Polla, so that's, Dude's out of that's his... the matchup right there, dude. Hey, that his... guy's no scoring on Chivas, man. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> dude, 
there's a very vulgar picture out there of him pretending like he's holding something. I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, God. But he scored that goal when they were playing Chivas. Who are you? Who are... Quiñones, man. Quiñones. Oh, you guys have Quiñones. I did forget about that. Mm. You know, it's crazy. Atlas lost Furch, too. He's going to Santos, uh, Brazil. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, Jaime, because I remember watching that guy in Veracruz. And I I, I always thought he was going to end up at America. And uh, I, But his best years were with Santos, I believe. And he had a hell of a team. And that Santos team, team that won it in uh, 2016 or 17? Uh-huh. No, not, not 17. I mean, that year they had uh, that black guy from Africa, Janini. And they had Cabecita, man. That was a hell of a team. But yeah, he. I think he's one. He's been one of the better foreigners that's come to the league, man. Yeah, crazy how his Argentino buddies leave the national team, and he went from wanting to play for Mexico to seeing that Jimmy or the next Mexican coach ain't gonna call him up. So now he leaves the country to a whole different team. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck it, man. I gotta. I gotta go." My my window just closed. Well, I mean, isn't he like in his thirties now? Yeah, well, he yeah, kept saying it, it'd be like a dream and an honor to play for the Mexican national team. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it was all it was yeah. all lies. It was all BS. Cat, <laughs> all cat. Kind of kind of like when Santi does that because he already said because if if you gave that guy a chance to pick between Argentina and Mexico, he'd switch in a heartbeat. He already said he's a he's a massive Boca fan. Yeah, but he also said he's Mexican though. He said he's Mexican in his eyes. He's Mexican, Mexican culture. Well, I said I he was, was already given the chance. I, I said I was German, and you guys said I wasn't. I never said you weren't. <laughs> that had to do with seeing that nopal on your head, man. True. True. Well, boys, we're at the two-hour mark. I definitely want to wrap it up um, soon. I want to know how you guys feel about the final against Panama and uh, if Jimmy Lozano should be given the keys to the Lamborghini permanently. No, he shouldn't. He isn't a Lamborghini. He's a GMC Jimmy. GMC. He's a... And these teams are horrible, man. Like, I don't think you can use Gold Cup as a barometer. But this is his golden ticket. And like you said, Jaime, I think they should just wrap up that trophy and send it to Mexico. Because unless the, unless those Panamanian fuckers are going to start playing baseball, I don't see how they're going <laughs> to That's what I said. I don't see how they're <laughs> going to be in Mexico, man. No, but it's, all, it's always a pleasure to talk with you guys on here. The melting pot of football. This is like this is like the Mexican info wars. I, I always, <laughs> always love calling in, calling in and talking to you guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for hopping on. We definitely uh, need that balance. We have a lot of ch- uh, Chiva Manos on this pod, and we used to have Ron and we used to have Bethel, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh. Who else wants to go next? Closing thoughts. I'll go. I'm, go go ahead. All right. So my thing is the same thing that I've been saying the whole time. I don't like Interinatos. If he's going to get the job, give him the job from the very start. 
So I don't I don't think Internados are going to work well, especially with the national team. Porque the moment that something goes wrong, we're going to start criticizing, we're going to start doing all this. So you know what? Let's get him out. Let's get a new fresh face in there. And then go. And you know what? If that shit's the bet too, guess what? Amorcito. That's why I still got my side chick's number. Right? <laughs> so give him a call back. Bring him back in. Now, as for la final, honestly, I was expecting more for the Mexico-Jamaica game. So ahorita me vale verga. Right? Club over country. I don't give a shit about this Copa de Chocolate anymore. Oh. Okay. Wait, I just want to add something to that. Are you really, really looking forward to Cruz Azul, the way you guys are playing right now? I mean, it looks like you probably get a little more joy out of Mexico than suffering with Cruz Azul. Oh, the one thing you don't understand, bro, I, I put out cigarettes on my forearms just to feel something. <laughs> like, I'm a Cruz Azul fan. Like, I was born for this. All right? If anything, like I've always said, I'm not looking at the at the season right now. I'm looking for the next one. So, you know what, Tuca? Do what you have to do. Pero si al pinche Sebastián Jurado hacemos starter otra vez, me cuelgo de un huevo. Wait, actually, can we talk about that real quick? Is Jurado done? I think he is. No, bro. No. Tuca is still supporting him. One of the biggest things in the takeaway is a un jugador no se le tira por un error. Son humanos. No, but this is like multiple, multiple errors, different coaches. I just feel the confidence is not there. It's crazy how he went from potential 2026 World Cup goalkeeper to like most promising Mexican goalie in the league as far as potential. And now he's just like pathetic and sad. Like someone put him out of his misery. I know, man. It's fucking rough. Like I, I, bro. I have, like, a little half-cap, right? So I root for the Whitesicans. And nothing, bro. Sebastián Jurado is just fucking disappointing, and I'm over here, and I want him to do well. Pero la sigue cagando, wey. Like, no mames. That's what he gets for talking shit about Chivas. You know what? Fuck you and Chivas. I can't even criticize him. (laughs) I just feel bad for him. Like, it's to the point where it's like, I feel he's, like, special, you know? Like, it'd be mean to make fun of him. It would be mean to make fun of him. It is, man. That's the one thing that Tuca said, right? It's like, ahorita no voy a, critica, uh, no voy a hacer uh, críticas del jugador. No hay nadie que se sienta peor que él mismo en este momento. Damn. Mm. Yeah, man. Fucking A. Like, that's why I put that meme on the chat. Like, as soon as it happened, bro, that was my reaction. I was like, puta madre. Like, seriously? And I criticize Ocho a lot, but... When you look at the competition that he has, there is no competition. There's people that think they're competition to him, but literally no one can hang with him. And that's not even saying a lot of great things about Ochoa. But it's like, what are your Mexican goalkeeper options? What about the Mexican Spaniard, Wale? You haven't even seen him play. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting how Pano, I mean, Pano's doing the smart thing. He wants to give Watch another chance so he proves him wrong. But uh, even America, their goalie, because uh, was it Malagón? He's with the national team, right? Uh, Jimenez, he, he looked terrible against Juarez. It's like something that Mexico was known for was his goalkeepers. And right now they all suck booty. Yeah. And Ochoa has a clear path to 2026. And at this rate, probably even 2030 if he wanted to. God, man, as much as I fucking hate that, you're right. Like, that's that's one of the biggest issues. Like, we don't have generational changes, and it's 
it's a problem that's deeply rooted in, in Mexican soccer, and we've talked about it multiple times. Yeah, because, you know, like, there's a Tony Cruz example and the Benzema example, like how they put themselves to the side. But they put themselves to the side because there was players behind them that could hang. Ochoa's point of view, if I was Ochoa, I was like, all right, uh, why am I going to put myself to the side if you guys suck? Like, if you were good, like, if you were balling, if you were, like, the best goalkeeper in the league and you're Mexican, I might consider it. But you guys suck. Why would I put myself to the side for Jurado, Acevedo, um, Jimenez, or whatever, both Jimenez from America and Chivas? Why would I put myself to the side for you guys? All you guys suck. But, yeah, that's my hot take on that. For sure, Al Pastor, thanks for hopping on. Who's missing? Who's left? We got Elbow. We got Joel. We want Lambo. So, so yeah, no, just regarding the uh, Mexico-Panama game, I expect Mexico to win a, probably a physical game, one nothing, something, something along those lines, right? And uh, regarding uh, Jimmy, uh, it's just one of those things where I hate all this coaching carousel, man. And and uh, mm-hmm. you know we finally have a, a Mexican guy in the uh, in in the hot seat there, uh, coaching the national team. I'm I'm a big Nacho Cuadro fan, but uh, I there there's a part of me that prefers to let Jimmy ride this thing out and 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 see see how it goes. We're already qualified for the World Cup, and if he can gel this team and 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 you know make it work even as far as to the twenty thirty Cup, let, let's let's do it, right? And if not, if it is uh, Nacho, like uh, Joel was saying, then let's just let's freaking stick with the guy, man. I, I'm I'm just sick and tired of coaching carousels. Yeah. It was with San Luis. He was he didn't have an agent. And right before when America had that little coaching search, what really went under the radar was that he signed with the Argentine low-life scumbag that is the is the favorite promoter of Baños. His name is Nazareno, some fake Italian bullshit. I don't know what his last name is. But he signed with them. So that guarantees him a spot for at least a year or two. Oh, wow. Not just that, man. It's the fact that you went and you poached out a coach from another team. And then you're going to get rid of him, like, in the third week? You know that motherfucker padded his contract. No, I mean, you'd be surprised. That you saw in the Premier League with Chelsea, they pay, like, what, $20 million for some coach? And then they fire him, like, three months later. What's his name? Potter? I mean, Poach? yeah, they paid... Yeah, they paid San Luis $2 million for him, but... If it doesn't go well, they could fire him, but I don't think they're going to fire him because I think he's a good coach. I think once he gets some refuerzos, he gets his uh, seleccionados back, and, you know, he has a good month of training with them. I think that he'll be able to turn it around. And then the follow-up question is like, all right, cool. Let's say everything goes to shit and you fire him. Who's taking the helm of America? Because no one wanted it. Everybody said no. That's a good question. There's always suitors, though. Yeah, because no one wants to work with that deadbeat Baños. That guy's a lowlife. Well, real quick, I wanted to give my praise. I never thought I'd say this, but if the rumors are true, I have to pray and thank uh, Matias Almeida. For what, Pizarro? 
Oh, no. I don't care about that knockoff Grillish. <laughs> Supposedly, the he's going to take that bum Nestor Araujo with him to to Greece to eat, to eat gyros and just flop <laughs> around. Oh, he's like going back. Bumble. Yeah. Oh. The, the moment he got to America, la, la estaba cagando. And I knew that was going to happen because they did a, like a little interview before he came to America where he admitted he and his father admitted that they're chi hermanos. So yeah, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he was throwing those games on purpose. Yeah, I mean, dude, he looks like he'd fit over in Greece, man. He's a hairy bastard. <laughs> he looks yeah, throw Greek. gold chain on them, and he fits right in. He looks Greek, actually. If you uh, if you were to put him in a yeah in the Santorini, um, there's also Raul Jimenez who might be going to Turkey. I know he's not going to stay at Wolves, though. With who? Uh, it was some random team in uh, Turkey. Trabasopa Sapor? Probably. <laughs> wait, wait. Was the context that, like, no one in Mexico wants him? No one can afford him. Afford him? Man, he needs to put his ego to the side. My boy, if you're going to go to Turkey, just go back to Mexico with your people. Go to Tigres, Monterrey, America, or something. Collect a bag. It should be chilling. You can forget his agent. His agent's um, Ronaldo's agent. Yeah. Mendes. Yep. Exactly. Mendes. So if that guy was sending him there, you got to do that. He's going to go to MLS watch. Is it not Sarai? I don't think he's marketable right now, dude. He's Humpty Dumpty, bro. But, but remember, the, the agent gets a, gets a cut of any transfer, so... That's, Those MLS that's also, bones, they wet their pants anytime they see a Mexican. I don't think so, they're doing that for Raul Jimenez, though. Everyone knows he's damaged goods. He was never that good. He had, like, one good season in America, one good season with Wolves. He had, a, a, he, he had a great run with Wolves until, you know, the unfortunate incident. But um, I don't know. I don't know if the ML, if he if he's even good enough for the MLS, man. I'll be honest. Oh, uh, come on, Jaime. That, that's a stretch, man. Come on. <laughs> well, he's definitely, at this point right now, dude couldn't play in, in, in uh, Liga de Senso, man. Or... Yeah. You see some of those MLS bums? Come on. He, he'd fit nicely at MLS. He, he is. He's he's not in good shape, man. I, I feel bad for the guy. He had a nice... It, and, and I agree with in Europe it was like a one one and a half year run that 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 was good, and then unfortunately he got injured. But uh, man, yeah, it, it's kind of sad to see man that that head injury is what jacked him up. Yeah, because he second guesses himself when he goes up for those headers, and you know, I mean, they said it would happen. It's yeah. a career ending injury. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't even be playing. Honestly, that's why I think it's funny he's, he's going, going to, to be Turkey. Alive. He's going to Mexico, and or, or maybe he knows if he goes to Mexico, he'll, he'll get booed. Like He became an enemy during the 2022 World Cup as well. Yeah, I mean, he should have gave up his fucking spot. I mean, Benzema did, and he was the Ballon de Oro, right? So it's like selfish. Yeah, maybe that's why he's not going back. I'm sure you know, Mexicans have no chill. Just how the guy that got stabbed getting bullied. <laughs> he manages to get bullied, too, if he goes back to Mexico. Um, I, I will say, if he, he does have a good agent. So, I mean, you know, seems to be uh, 
as good, if not better, than uh, Gulip Benya's agent, man, because that guy, that guy continues to get work. I would take Gulip Benya's agent anytime. Now, really quickly, I did do a little bit of research on this. It looks like he's going to Diana Demispor. I don't know those fucking Turkish names, but they are currently or they finished number four in their league last year. So he's he's going to a decent team. He's just not going to a top flight team. He's not going to Fenerbahce or Galatasaray, but it'll do. Those are the only two Turkish teams I know. Man, there's more to that move. There's some behind the scenes stuff you don't know. Oh yeah, the there's reason. always something. Yeah, his agent. Oh, I told you guys. <laughs> Hello. Ah, did you fix You're your uh, audio? Yeah, I. Oh, I guess you guys didn't hear me because I, I had set the agent. Yeah. No. Yeah. We. We. Uh, you mentioned Jorge Mendez. Yeah, this dude's, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, the agents always get a cut. And yeah. if he, and that's that's how you move money a lot of times, by moving a player. That's, yeah, that, but you're that's the Mexican business behind it. Team player to that random-ass club. There's some behind-the-scenes well, yeah. stuff. You, you well, yeah. For the, somebody or something like there's some behind the scenes stuff you just don't yeah, well, it's, it's also how they move the money because it's like pay this much for this transfer and you know that's that's the, the lavado de dinero that's and it happens over there too it's just not as you know yeah because i'm not gonna believe that an agent as high level as him that's the best he could get him there has to be something else there. I mean, but we just talked about it. Like, how many teams want him? When one, he's damaged goods. Two, every single time he goes up for an air ball, he's doubting himself. He's a caga. Like, it doesn't matter how good your agent is. La materia prima is lo que es. And he's not there. Not anymore. Which is really fucking sad. But it's the truth. But yeah, but it goes against him making the move. So if he's damaged goods and top teams don't want him, what, you think he's going to be getting paid like $100,000 a year in this Turkish team? No, they're going to pay him well. So if you're a small team with limited finances, why would you spend a big chunk on someone that's damaged goods? It doesn't make sense. Well, I she, mean, she it, it makes that more sense. Vega. <laughs> it is damaged goods too. Ever since the look of that knee, man. they did it. They did it with Hermoso Peralta. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just saying it would make more sense for a big team like that can absorb the hit, like Tigres or some MLS team to bring them because they can afford the financial hit, as opposed to some random team in Turkey that's not even well known. It just well, doesn't that's make the thing. sense. They're probably not even paying. That's what I'm saying. Even There's something behind that's... the scenes there. It's not a normal transfer where that club's super interested in him. There has to be somebody doing each other a favor for some other reason. Man, you guys love to pick on that guy. It's the anti-Americanismo in you guys is incredible. You don't think he's a bum? Not, not nah. me, Ricardo. I, I'm still a fan. I still believe, dude. I mean, if you compare him to anyone else other than Hugo Sanchez, I mean, 
I mean, let's be honest, Chicharito was a super sub at Manchester City. I mean, Manchester United. He started so many games. What How are you many? talking about? He took, took Berbatov starting position. He did. And, they brought, didn't and he, he was leading the league in goals. No, that was one season, wasn't it? He had a tw- I remember. He literally scored him. against Chelsea like in the first 30 seconds of the game. And the team that he scored the most goals in Premier League was against Chelsea. Yeah. And he won like Premier Leagues and he won the Mickey Mouse Gold Cup or whatever trophy. I mean, he was started in the voted. Champions League final against the one of the best teams in the world, Barcelona. Yeah, he was off. more than a super sub, man. Way more than a super sub. Like, he was like the sixth man. His first, I would say his first season, he he did start a lot of matches. And then once they got Van Persie, that's when he r- rode the pine. Um, and Welbeck, right? And then Welbeck, because he's English, and they rated him over him. But his first season, dude, a lot of misconception with him being a super sub. He 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 started a lot of those matches. No, no he definitely had a, a good like a like I keep saying that first season. He didn't he get twenty goals. Mm-hmm. But then they got like you said they got Van Persie. And they got Welbeck, and he was definitely a super sub in those last couple of years. Yeah. And then also it didn't help that, you know, Fergie retired. And then... Didn't he get injured, though? Didn't Chicha get an injury? Um, He fell on his knee in MLS, right? He fell on himself and oh, that's he, broke, re- his, that's he broke his own ankle. Yeah. He, he got injured so bad, he decided to get back with his baby mama. Well, that that girl that was cheating on him with that that with that mental guru guy. <laughs> hey, but did you? Whenever I seen him, like people would post highlights and stuff of him uh, when he was in when he's with his MLS team. He looks fat. Or is that just me thinking? Look, nah. Wait, you talking about Chicha being fat? Yeah. No, dude. Someone sent me a picture of him. Like he posted on his Instagram, like his before and after. And I think that's why he got hurt because he's actually like really, really fit now mm-hmm. compared to when he showed up. Yeah, he's like cut. He's like abs. ripped. Yeah. yeah, he's like ripped. And I think that's one of the reasons he got hurt because he had like that slender body. And now he's all like muscular and shit. And at this point in his career, I'm sure his knees couldn't keep up with those extra. He's he easily put on like 15 pounds of muscle. Easily. Yeah. He he definitely uh, you know and that's funny it was it's like a detriment to uh to a player that's typically not has that muscle mass that's actually why Ronaldo got injured uh fat Ronaldo um in Italy he had a coach that just made him they they just overworked him in training and made him do weight training on top of like conditioning and his yeah his knees just gave out dude he he couldn't. Also, Ronaldo liked eating a lot of pork rinds. I mean, they said that he had a really bad like diet, but he was just obviously burning so many calories that it, it didn't matter. I heard that they gave him, uh, I think, HGH. The same thing they he... gave uh, Messi, right? Yeah, and but he bulked up, you know, he, and that his ligaments just couldn't... Um, Handle all that extra weight, all yeah. that extra muscle. Yeah, it was way more than a thyroid issue as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but this was more like because he kept getting recurring like knee injuries, and I think I think Pele had like you think that's why said we, something we, about this. You think that's why Neymar gets injured? Because I remember that happened, dude. Like when I think Neymar of, was so thick. When I when I think of Neymar, dude. Like, I remember this fucking skinny-ass Brazilian kid doing some <laughs> crazy shit at Santos. Crazy shit. Yeah. With his mohawk. I'm like, who's this kid? And oh, then, yeah, I forgot about the mohawk. And the then, uniform would be droopy, man. Dude, this dude would look like a fucking um, Fidel. Piece of fucking Fidel, yeah, man. Tweet. He looked like he, his fucking lifesaver was a fucking Fruit Loop. And then he, he makes the jump. And I understand, like, the regimen's different, physical training, but he put on a lot, dude, and he gets injured all the fucking time. Yeah, that's the same with Ronaldo, man, and there was talk of that. Um, I guess I, I would like to talk to someone that knows more about that, um, but, yeah, that was the thing I had heard to so his body now. His, you know, it was, like, way more than it was meant because, you know, you, you know like, body type, some people can bulk up of the body types and if you're more meant to be skinny and all of a sudden your your legs look like two midgets carrying you yeah. well you can definitely lose flexibility uh, you know with 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 muscle mass right yeah so thing, yeah a thing that like neymar but you're bulking up is not a good thing you'll lose flexibility agility and all that stuff yeah i was watching um they, they made this like reflection of American gladiators. I actually remember growing up watching American gladiators, you know, it was this TV show. It was like a game show with all these big ass fucking rip got women and, and men. And they played, you know, they had to compete against like just normal people. And they said that in those instances, like the, the people that actually had the advantage were just like the normal, normal, like people that, that were in good shape because they were faster. And these dudes were just like way too big and slow and lethargic so it's like it baffles me that like they they put so much stress on i understand that like the level of physicality is different in europe especially in like england and in spain but you also have to factor in like if you do have a kid who's like flashy and uses his speed and agility like why on earth would you pack them up with muscle dude you're gonna make them slower and, you know, I look at Chucky Lozano, right? Like, he's had a huge transformation, too. Like, you look at his time at Pachuca and you look at him now at, at uh, Napoli. Like, this dude has a lot of it, has a lot of muscle. And um, I don't know why he didn't make the trip. Was he injured? Uh, yeah, I still think he was still recovering. He got injured towards uh, the second to last game with Napoli. Yeah. You look at Gareth Bale, man. I mean, everyone always uses that his like body transformation as an example, but he also got like played with. I mean, he he retired because of in, his injuries. Yeah, he was having a lot of injuries towards the end. I, f- I was like, huh? Like, no one's really found the correlation Batis- between muscle Batistuta and Batistuta too. Batistuta. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen when he started? And then when he was in Italy and he was just like, you know. One of the exceptions to that rule is like Cristiano because it looks like natural. His build looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ronaldo's fucking Superman, dude. Yeah, but like his build like looks natural. It doesn't look like a dude that got like jacked and bulky. 
It just looks like natural, like part of them. And if you actually like look at him, he's now like now. I mean, yeah, he's like about to be in his forties, but he's like thin. He's like fit, but he's like thinner. He's yeah. not like as jacked as he was like five years ago. I, I I keep looking at that goal where he was just like on a fucking jet pack when he was at Juventus when he scored against uh, Sampdoria. Or he do he just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. Dude, this guy has the craziest vertical leap. Like, what the fuck, bro? I would actually love to see him like versus Michael Jordan as far as like how high they can jump, dude. Because I I actually think Ronaldo can jump higher than Michael Jordan, dude. That shit was fucking nuts. Nah, yeah, Michael be Jordan's the best athlete ever, man. I don't know about that. Huh? I said Michael Jordan's the best athlete ever. I don't know about that. No, but I'm just talking about vertical leap, dog. No, nah, but he, I'll tell you how, uh, why he could do that. Because he was on the good shit. He was on EPO. Everyone knows What's that? that your EPO is a performance-enhancing drug. Oh. Is what they accused Pacquiao, Pacquiao of being on. If, if you watch the Lance Armstrong documentary, or like the this uh, the movie they made about him, too. The, the go-to spots for performance-enhancing drugs, England... And Italy, so those guys have all the connections, and and uh, also uh, George Carl, the former NBA coach, he criticized and that he got criticized in his uh, book when he retired because he said that Kobe Bryant was on steroids, and his reasoning was every off season he'd go to Germany and he'd like and he'd say why would he go to Germany? He's not gonna eat the freaking schnitzel over there he's over there getting it <laughs> he's over there getting his ass pumped with steroids that's what's going on hey man yeah I, I, I'm, I'm i'm with ricardo as well like i'm i'm pretty sure uh and again you don't have to be a bulked up you know muscle freak to 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 be on performance enhancing drugs you know i think the perfect example was uh you know the cyclops uh lance armstrong's armstrong you know, you don't have to be super. You know, look like uh, like the guys from American Gladiator. But I, I also think that Ronaldo's had to have used some sort of performance enhancing drugs because in this sort of sport, you don't last that long with that sort of athleticism without a little help. Athletes that take erythropoietin EPO to, uh, improve their endurance and performance by. Uh, stimulating the production of red blood cells, which carry oxygen to the muscles. That means athletes who take EPO have more oxygen available to their muscles, which can help them train harder and for longer periods of time. And it's especially effective in endurance sports. Yes, but see, that doesn't give you the advantage that gives Cristiano because what Cristiano has benefited from is not training longer or whatever. It's his recovery how he manages his recovery to avoid injuries. This is a guy that they say that he literally goes home and he takes like three naps throughout the day. He goes home and like does a recovery work in the pool. He has a fucking ice chamber at home. He doesn't eat like salt, pepper, oil on his food. Like you also got to give him the benefit on those things as well. They, Not, they, said, they said the same thing about Lance Armstrong. Did they? That he yep. out trained all these. Look, let's be honest. Old guys don't outrun young guys. That's not that's not natural. No matter how you want to, put, you can train, you can take care of yourself as much as you want. Old guys don't outwork or out jump or outrun 
younger guys. In endurance sports, the first thing to go, it's the legs. Yeah, but you saw that with Cristiano like five, six years ago, man. Like he switched positions. He went from a winger to a striker because he knew he wouldn't be able to keep up. You're talking about us. You're comparing a soccer player to a, a dude on the bike who just needs more endurance and he needs his blood cells to absorb more oxygen. I can compare him to a boxer as well or a basketball player. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like the amount of money that he's put into it and the amount of recognition he gets from everyone of how focused he is. I'm not saying he's not doing those, uh, you know, inform performance enhancing drugs. But if he was, I wouldn't think that's the main credit as to why he's lasted so long. And let's I not think there's a guy who, who said, don't drink soda, man, drink water. Like, you know, he's that guy. He's in an interview. He said that he doesn't like that. His kid eats fries and drinks soda. Like, this is the guy you're talking about. No, he definitely has talent and that's what got him there. But what kept him there is definitely the performance enhancing drugs. You're talking about reputation. The guy, I don't know if you guys saw when he was on his come up, but when Lance Armstrong, like he had like Bible preachers that he was a cancer survivor, even though he gave himself cancer with all the steroids he was pumping in his ass. Like, <laughs> you, you, we're talking about the same the same type of attention. Like this guy was the superstar over here. Like let, let, let's not be so innocent to think these guys. And, and to your credit and to your point, Habibi, he has all that money, even a bigger reason to do steroids so he can so he can keep playing. And he can keep buying the good shit. But you just said that Jordan's the greatest athlete at all time. So then wouldn't Jordan fall under that category as well? Or is oh, he just natural all of a sudden? No, but I think all of them are on steroids. I'm not just picking on Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of athletes are doing something, right? It's like you can't... I mean, Roberto Carlos got accused of it too by not not too long ago about with a German reporter about him taking steroids and he had like the details and documents and everything. Wait, who? Roberto Carlos, the oh, guy with shit. the I can see that. with the cantaloupe of <laughs> cats. Yeah, the way <laughs> he's on, man. the way he was built in his prime, he was definitely on something. And this is a bigger reason for these bum ass Mexican players to take care of themselves. Because they're genet they're genetically, they got shit genetics. Because me because in my opinion, Mexicans aren't even they don't have the the fit, like the genetics to play to succeed in football at the highest level. They're built to what they succeed at is long distance things like long distance running. Or why do you think they're so good at boxing? They last so long because of the endurance they have. The and. These guys, they they're born with a they come into the game with such a disadvantage, and they add on top of that by not taking care of themselves, and and not like not training right and being just a shit athlete in general, and then they come up against these other guys that, let's say some of them are on steroids, they have that they have the talent advantage. You're talking, you guys were talking about Neymar about him uh being a fidel like he like, can get away with that because he has natural ability like mexican players they don't even have natural ability or the physicality so you're 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 like a notch below both of those guys the 
that, that's okay, my wrong. I thought, I, I, that's I my wrong it, advantage. Hating I, on this. I thought, I thought if Volfo did some HGH, he would have been world class. <laughs> he, he had the body type. He just liked the, um, you know, mm. he just didn't do any exercise with it. They were shooting them up with some shit. You know, like Ivan Drago in Rocky Five. <laughs> I think that dude would have been a beast. Because he did have that body type, you know, it just was very lanky. It looks loud. Wait, is that Bofo? Yeah. Like body type, I felt he had like the body type too. Could have bulked up and, and just been just been very more athletic. But he kind of, he was more like old school. Like he should have been playing soccer 50 years ago when players could get drunk or eat before a match. Yeah, I think Who else had the body type for that? You guys might not agree, but Jurgen Dam, he's built like a deer. <laughs> and I, I remember in ESPN, they were talking about after when he left to that, I forget what MLS team he went to. I don't know, Habibi, you probably you know your MLS family. I don't, maybe you remember. Atlanta United. Oh, there you go. But <laughs> the, the guys in ESPN, they're, they were talking about him, his move there, and they're like, we remember when, because ESPN back in the day, when the, they had the sensor rights, the TV rights, and he was playing with Decos, and I remember seeing him play with, playing, He, I remember seeing him play in, with Decos, and they made a big deal about it because he was 17, and he was already starting for him. And they they compared his frame and his body size to when he turned pro up to the point where he was playing with Atlanta, the same, like, this, like stick figure, deer, like, like, Di Maria, like, inbred, like, uh, body type, you know? Like, no muscle tone whatsoever. Like, you can push him over, and the wind will take him away. You know, it's funny you bring that up, because if you go to his social media, he started working now, like, a few weeks ago. And right now, he's, like, uh, covering his arms he's covering his biceps <laughs> and he's saying that he's not gonna like release those pictures to a month from now so you can see the before and after i thought it was funny because like he, they, he was like working out and like i don't know i think he was just doing the bar like he didn't even put any weights on it <laughs> i thought that was funny the guy I thought was built like a good athlete. Uh, I mean, he was a little more muscled up, but uh, was Paleta Esqueda, man. I thought that that guy looked like he could have uh, been something, man. What happened to that guy? India, Poland, all over the place. Uh, what's happened to all those guys was that Haiti game. After that game, Landin, Santiago Fernandez... Esqueda, all those guys disappeared. No one wanted to touch them. That game ruined them and ruined Ugo's coaching career. Yeah, they had a lot of repercussions, man. That one Haitian in the box caused a lot of damage. I don't think it ruined Ugo's coaching career because he still after that he still went to Spain. He got fired, man. That's ruining his but career. The, but the national team didn't want him. I mean, his his. His uh, record with the national team was actually pretty good. No, but ruined um, his career because he came out himself and said, 
that his biggest regret is taking that job, that he should have stuck to the main team. Because he knows if he would have not taken that job and that Haiti game shit doesn't happen, he would have continued to be the Mexico coach. And a lot of coaches learn from that. That's why a lot of coaches after him, you know, they give the other tournaments to someone else, like the Olympics right after the you know, after that, they gave it to uh, Tena. I hear you take it, so I don't want to get, you know, fired. No, well, that, that was different. Be, that, that was different because with, with when he came on board, so that was pushed on him. But when Tena got the Olympics, that was a whole different, like, committee. And so they set that up. Whoever the coach was like, no, I don't want it. After they saw what happened to Ugo, you want to be judged for your World Cup qualifying or because you like fucked up at the Olympics or some random youth tournament. So that was like, yeah. that set a, that set like a, you know, a president or whatever as well. And he has said himself that he regrets accepting that Olympic position and he should have just stuck to the national team. They try to do that with Tata too. Yeah, Tata said no. Yeah, he said, told him to fuck off. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's it's always. It's, I think that what the big inconsistency with FMF that it's it's been different groups running it. I mean, the people running it now. My only criticism towards Jimmy, there's actually my hot take on the Gold Cup thing. Watching the Go Gold Cup, it feels like I'm watching like college. Division one teams, which is like your USA, Mexico, Jamaica, and then not even Jamaica, maybe like Canada, and then everyone else is like a Sunday league team. It, oh, feels, like a, it feels like a Sunday league tournament. So even like this Mexico Panama game, same thing. It's gonna feel like a bunch of college kids playing a bunch of kids from the hood. It's just some Sunday league game. It's it's not like a vibes you get from a professional league or anything like that. So. Like they said, chocolate cup, I have zero interest in watching it because there's going to be a very physical game from the Panamanians, and it's gonna, it feels very amateurish. Like, if you watch the tournament, it's entertaining, but it just feels amateurish. So, like Ricardo was saying, it's not a good way to judge Jimmy. Yeah. Okay, you won some Sunday League tournament. Congrats. It's not. It's unfortunate, you know, that that's, you know, what they have in front of them, right? So... I think that's the only argument I could I probably have for you, but I agree with you that, that you know the competition isn't all that great. But it's kind of hard to gauge it any further because we don't have any, you know, big friendlies like against like a Germany or a, you know, a Spain or or whatever coming up, or you know Copa America, right? It's what if they do it, it's a year away. So it's sort of an unfortunate thing. Well, you're uh, you're echoing. That's why I might muted you. You sound like really far away, like you're on the toilet. Still? Yeah. We need to get Hoel something other than cricket wireless, man. He uses those uh what is it called? Raycons? Man, he had someone on the roof, like, moving the antenna and everything. It's like his <laughs> Which ones are those cheap-ass ones, right? Like, the ones that are hella cheap. <laughs> Not sure. No idea. 
I thought cricket was as cheap as you got, but I guess not. I did not know the struggle. My apologies. <laughs> Maybe Mint Mobile or something like that. No, I'm talking about like uh, like his headset. I think it's like some skull candies or some shit, man. He's, this dude needs to upgrade. Um, let me see. He's he's trying to add back on to the. All right, try now, Hood. No. Nope. It's like the Verizon commercial. Nope. We're going to have to start a GoFundMe to get a good headset. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure, my opinion should be an easy match against Panama. Just sent my application, so we'll see if uh, we end up going and covering the match on the field. Um, yeah, it should be it should be pretty straightforward. As far as Jimmy, like I know I've been hot and cold on him. I will say if we're gonna do it, this would be the best time. Really, we're already qualified to the next World Cup, so there's no no pressure on that. And uh, I think after this, they're gonna have a little Euro tour for friendlies to end the year. And then you got Copa America right back here in the States. So a very comfortable position to be in. If you're Mexico, you're really not going to have the most challenging or demanding matches. So it, it, he's got a little sandbox right now. It's okay to fail. I think the players are bought in. I think that's the most important part. And he is, he is called, I mean, we'll see how, who he calls up when, if he decides, if they keep him. um, but I, I, I do think that the players themselves, I've noticed a, a huge difference. And I think it has to do with the fact that he is Mexican. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if he can get the job done on Sunday. We do have Liga MX action tomorrow with Chivas versus Necaxa at 8 p.m. And Mazatlán Monterrey on Friday. Still pending that match uh, between Querétaro and uh, America. Not sure. I think they're going to play against Puebla on Saturday. So a lot of matches in Liga Mekis. A lot of football this weekend. Want to thank everyone for for joining us tonight. I'll, I'll give Joel another chance to speak. See if he fixed his headset. Hello? Go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's all good. Well, well, thank you guys for hopping on tonight. Thank you for everyone in the YouTube chat. Have a great week. Be safe. And we will catch you all in the next one.